Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Rachel Lipman. Just two and a half weeks ago, the St. Louis Blues made history with their first Stanley Cup, and the memories are still fresh for lifelong and recent fans alike. To help keep those memories alive for the months and years ahead, the St. Louis Public Library wants your artifacts from this unbelievable season. Joining me recently to talk about it was Amanda Bar-Evola. She's the manager of Special Collections and Digital Archives at the Central Library Branch downtown. Amanda began by explaining how the St. Louis Public Library became the Blues' official archive in the first place. Well, it started when the Blues were celebrating their 50th anniversary, um, and they came to us and we worked together to do an exhibit. And in the process of doing that, discovered the Blues did not have a historian or an archives and weren't really in a position to preserve their stuff. So it seemed like the perfect time to offer that opportunity for them. So we serve as their repository to preserve their history. And so tell me a little bit about the kind of things that you are doing in that repository role. So what we're doing is preserving anything that the Blues organization wants to give us. So, for example, there are old marketing scrapbooks from the beginning where they saved every news clip for every year. Those scrapbooks are with us. Um, any uh, photos, any um, memorabilia that they have um, comes to us. And also, um, we're also digitizing their materials as well so that we are preserving it that way as well as physically. What do you say, What would you say is the coolest archive archival item you have so far? Um, to me, it's the scrapbook books um, because it documents the entire process, right? As a historian, I like to see the, the whole thing. Um, one of the things that's really interesting is because of the Kiel Center, they had all kinds of old images of Kiel that didn't necessarily have anything to do with the blues, but were events that were held there. So we have some really fascinating images that are the history of St. Louis as well as the blues. Now, this is not something that a lot of NHL teams have is, you know, their own historian or their own archive. How do you view your responsibility here to the fans and to the team? Well, it's kind of like um, making it up as we go along because it's not a traditional path um, that they they have had. So it's kind of a big responsibility. Um, I've learned a lot about hockey (laughs) in the process, Um, but it's neat to be able to be the one to save that record. Um, And we are getting researchers that are starting to find us. Um, so that's exciting. What are, they, what are they researching when they're approaching you about this? Sometimes it's somebody that's researching the biography of a particular player, you know, looking for stats and things like that. Sometimes it's somebody that's a more of a genealogist that is trying to prove that someone played um, <laughs> in their family. I'm related to I, this ex- person. Exactly. So all across the board. So it's always fun to be able to connect that person with something that, you know, proves their point or, or helps their research along. Do they ever get disappointed when you're like, no, actually, they didn't play for this team. They yes, for- yes, for sure. And of course, people want, expect us to have everything. You know, they want us to have a photo from every event and every game and, you know, a roster and a lineup card. And we, we just don't have that extent because it just wasn't saved. Going back to the, the when the Blues approached you to be the, the archive, what was that conversation like? Who who approached whom in that situation? It was really the, the marketing department of the Blues uh, realizing that they've known they've had all this stuff and they wished it was being taken better care of because they just didn't have the staff to do it or the space. Um, and as they were remodeling the Enterprise Center, they kept finding things <laughs> as, as well. So it was, yes, this is absolutely something we can do for you. And being able to put it in a public place 
where patrons had access to it. So you are now collecting some memorabilia from this historic season. What are you hoping that fans will provide you with? Um, we are really open-ended with this. Um, we want to really capture the excitement that it was for the city and the personal experience that the fans have. So, you know, just their Instagram photos, um, anything digital. We've gotten some people that have sent us their blog posts or their Facebook posts. Um, but, you know, uh, ticket stubs, um, handmade posters that people made at the sign, uh, handouts, rally towels, things like that. Anything that just captures what it was like. And and why is, is holding on to something like a rally towel that's probably mass produced, you know, overseas mm-hmm. somewhere and, you know, it's recycled from numerous events. Why are things like that important for future people to, to look at and to see? I, because it's the tangible, you know, we're in the we're in the digital world, of course, but People always like to, you know, I'm a rare books librarian. People, no matter how many e-readers we have, people still want to feel the original books sometimes. And those things are when you're going to do an exhibit in 25 years. Those are the things people remember. And, you know, that's what they connect to. So we want to be able to record that as well. So is that sort of the intent as you build up this archive to do maybe a 25th anniversary of the Stanley Cup exhibit down the line? Right. Right. We want to be able to have that option for the blues to have that option. And is, is that going to be kind of how that archive functions as well is, you know, designing other exhibits around that? Uh, possibly, um, you know, and that will also work with the blues because we, you know, can loan stuff back to them. Um, for example, when they were doing uh, the renovation for their gift shop, they had their designer come over and look at old things and, you know, the old pictures and old giveaways and stuff like that. So we want to make sure that's an option for them, too. You mentioned that you are collecting digital uh, remnants of this season, the Instagram photos, the videos. We are in a totally almost digital environment now. You're getting the tickets on you know, your app, on your phone. There are no ticket stubs. There's very rarely programs. Do we lose something by all of this being digitized? I think a little bit because you, you can't hold on to it anymore. Um, so it, it's important to what we do have physically to keep keep that too. Um, but, you know, we can also, as long as we have the digital object, we can always reproduce it. You know, we can always print one out. Um, so it's, it's an interesting time as archivally as we're making that shift to see. What do you think it is about, about the tangible? if that's even a word, just to have, you know, physical items. Why is that so appealing? I think it's just the human connection to things, um, you know, being able to hold it in your hand and it, it feels real um, and that you were a kind of a part of it, I think, is is how it's always seemed to be for me. And for people, like I said, from the rare books world, people that, you know, want to actually see that first edition or that first copy. I imagine that's why, even though a lot of people probably don't subscribe to the newspaper anymore, you couldn't get your hands on this, this special enterprise edition of the uh, St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Exactly. Is there also something to be gained, though, by people being able to digitize the experience that they had, like fan videos of the celebration of at Enterprise Center mm-hmm. or at, at uh, Mar- on Market Street or anything like that. Oh, absolutely. Because they, you can, the fans can add so much to that because as they come to me, you know, they're tagging them and they're tagging their friends and they're tagging the location. And, you know, you can't do that with the physical object the same way. So in a sense, we're adding more of ourselves to digital things and being able to p- make connections. So as we... However, we're going to put these out to the fans, with, you know, in, our, in a digital product when, it, when we get all of these in, we'll be making those connections with people that they might not have been there standing next to each other in person at the parade, but their images are going to be right next to each other. So tell me a little bit about how you're envisioning kind of building this digital mm-hmm. record. Is it going to be something... I, I, 
I guess the the with it being digital, the the world World Wide Web is is open kind of thing. Right. So we're going to kind of see what we get to see exactly how this materializes. Um, I can tell you right now, it will be a digital collection like we have currently um, on our website. So you'll be able to go in and look. And so we have some scrapbooks digitized already. So we'll just be keep adding to that, and we'll make a fan section. Um, but as to how we make it available, I'm not sure what all the possibilities are till we see all what all we get. How can people um, provide these uh, artifacts, if you will, to the St. Louis Public Library? So if it's a physical artifact, they can drop it off at Central Library to the Rare Books Department. Um, If it's digital, and it can be emailed to me, um, straight to my email address. And we'll put that email address on our website. Have you gotten anything in yet that you you can talk about? Um, We haven't gotten anything in yet except for digital images have come in by email. Um, But I'm supposed to have a bunch of stuff coming on Monday. Um, So it's been interesting. People have... um, um, a parade marshal wanted to know whether we would want the vest wow. that they wore. Um, I had a really interesting one from um, a guy who had been sitting up at the top um, at one of the games. And when we won, he, you know, made his fist and punched the ceiling and some of the ceiling tile fell down. And so he kept it. And so he wanted to know whether we wanted to keep the ceiling tile or not. Did you want to keep the vest in sure. the ceiling tile? Absolutely. So I can write that story of who it was and when he was and what happened. So. Are there things you hope that people have that maybe they don't think would be important to the story that you're hoping they they bring to you and to the Um, library? What we would kind of like to see is some of the signs from the little kids, you know, the, the homemade things like that. We're hoping that people saved those and are willing to share them with us. Once you've collected these, this archive and this material and, and the archive that is already available, how can people access that, the, the full collection here? To see what we have. Yes. Um, they'll be able to see it just like a, in a book in a catalog. Um, you'll be able to search St. Louis Blues on our website and it will bring up the listing of what we have. And if they wanted to come see a specific item or do some research, how do they access sort of the, the physical archive? They just need to give us a phone call or send us an email and make an appointment. Um, we're available anytime the library is open but um, it's we're a small department and some stuff is off-site storage so we need to kind of have an appointment to make sure we get it out for them. Libraries are these public places they're accessible to anyone who wants to walk in when the blues wanted to put this archive in this public space what would your reaction and what do you make of that decision instead of you know putting it at their offices or at a private site you know a home out in St. Louis County maybe? I thought it was great and that really came from the blues as they were realizing what all they had and celebrating this anniversary and thinking about history that they wanted to put it somewhere that all of their fans could see. Whether it was someone that, you know, was too far away to be able to go to games often. They didn't want it to be somewhere where it was only open when the Enterprise Center was open. Um, So the notion to put it in a public space was a great decision. And how does that compare to sort of other archives just in general uh, for for not just sports teams, but as we think of archives in general? It was a unique decision, I think. Um, I think it uh, was a long range, uh, you know, thought out decision. Um, And I think it shows the connection to the fans and thinking about all the different kinds of fans that you have. Um, Because some ardent blue fans have never been to a blues game, right? But they're going to come to the library. Do you hope that other teams take on the example of the Blues and, and do similar things? I do. That's one thing that's exciting for us. We, we feel like we're kind of blazing the trail that, that we hope others pick up on. Have, have you gotten contacts from any of the teams? Or? Not yet. Uh, not yet. But I'm hoping maybe this will. Um, talking about the Stanley Cup win, um, we'll, we'll perhaps for that to happen. Amanda, thank you. Thank you very much. That was Amanda Bar-Evola, the Manager of Special Collections and Digital Archives at Central Library downtown, discussing St. Louis Public Library's official St. Louis Blues archive. 
This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.